You're listening to a message from Every Nation GTA. For more information, please visit our website at everynationgta.org. All right. Uh, good morning, everyone. Good morning, church. Uh, my name is Alexe Villas, and it's my first time here to preach and speak to you here at the wonderful basement of our uh, wonderful Pastor Bert. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm a member of Every Nation GTA. Um, I'm uh, joining and attending the church with my wife, Ikon, and with the two kids, uh, Josh and Gab. And it's an honor and privilege to uh, speak to you today as part of the Summer Mix. Uh, so it's a series of uh, words that are planted in our hearts, and we are encouraged and uh, invited by our, our, our leaders to speak through it. And today, I'm going to these are the words that were uh, like has been in my heart for a while now, and it's a good opportunity that I can share it with you all. So um, it's been 16 months now since the pandemic, and I know we've we've heard uh, more uh, preachings and uh, discussions around this, but it's really something that's it's been uh, around us, and we cannot deny the fact that uh, it's it's really a challenge or a struggle for most people. And for some, it's just the, the connection, your, your lack or loss of it, that you cannot connect with your colleagues, with your church mates. And every Sunday, we usually like say hi, hello, hug each other, and afterwards have coffee, right? Uh, but you're missing that. Uh, but beyond that, some of us would even encounter or uh, suffer from loss of job or reduced work hours or something more serious, like you're, you contracted the virus itself, like a lot of uncertainties like uh, what can happen to me what's the like longer term impact of, of this or as we went along this pandemic uh, uh period like the those who have contracted and had serious effect have been closer and closer to our circle right that like people that we we heard only from from the news from social media then suddenly you've heard it's my friend it's my cousin who got this or somebody closer to us even died of it, right? so it's it's really like a struggle uh, for for some people and for most of us. Or or for some, it could just be like you're a parent, you you are inside the house and working from home with two kids, also studying from home, uh, and then the, the struggle between okay, your your kids, hey mom, where's my snack? When are we gonna eat? Or dad, can you help me with my printer? Uh, it's not printing. Uh, we're running out of ink. So, that, those things, like, oh, la, 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 like, but I couldn't do that because I'm on Zoom and having a meeting. So, uh, and yeah, that, that household looks uh, very familiar. Uh, it's like ours. <laughs> so yeah, um, so different people, different experiences, different levels of struggles. And depending on our maturity, uh, we would have different responses to it. Some of us would like, head on to it and face it. Some of us would probably just turn away. I don't like this anymore. Would cave in, just retreat towards the corner and then let's let life go through it by itself regardless. Right? And and this is what I would like to pick up from uh, when when James wrote uh, in, in the book. Uh, so we'll read through James chapter 1 verses 2 to 4. And a brief background on this was uh, he wrote this uh, aimed at the Jews uh, who were dispersed back then. Uh, it was a time when uh, Stephen preached the gospel, and we have heard in one of the preaching, like he was eventually stoned to death because he offended a lot of people. And the people back then was like, 
after he was stoned to death, like, turned around, okay, who else is with him? So the Jews got dispersed, ran away from that. And yeah, that's some of us would have a typical reaction to these trials and sufferings to just move away. It's, it's too hot for me to stay, so I'd rather go away. And this is what we are being encouraged by James when he said, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. That's verses 2 to 4. And actually, um, I have picked up also the message version, which somehow we could probably relate in our current uh, uh, scenarios, right? Consider it a sheer gift. Friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides, sometimes you feel that those uh, difficulties that we're struggling during the pandemic, like sometimes it's one after the other. For some people, it's one on top of another. Like, how can I carry all these from all sides, right? So, but James say, you know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of it prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. So James is encouraging us to be find the joy in the midst of the trials. Not denying the trials, the reality is there, but find more purpose on going through this trial. So joy is not about being all smiles. And neither that it's the absence of sadness. It's knowing that God will be with us throughout that journey, right? Imagine a mom who was pregnant, eventually gave birth, right? So throughout that pregnancy journey, you can imagine the the inconveniences, like the pains, struggle. I can can remember my wife, Econ, like when uh, she was pregnant with Josh, like couldn't even find a sweet spot for sleeping. Like, uh, Josh, maybe this way, we sleep this way. (laughs) So something like that, like, Oh, uh, but for, throughout that journey, when the doctor says, hey, mom, you're, you're doing well, you're healthy, the baby's healthy, then it relieves you, right? Until such time that the baby starts kicking, like it's a delight now, all the more when it's birth, right? So the mom, you see the face, it's a mix of, wow, finally it's done, but I can remember all the pains that I have gone through. Now I can see the baby, the joy, the tears of joy in the midst of those pains, in the midst of those uh, difficulties that she had. Okay? So what can we learn uh, from this scripture? So I titled the message, Count It All Joy. And as with any Richard Kidger mentored outline, I had J-O-Y for us today. So J as joyful in the midst of trials, O it's opportunity to grow, and Y it's yielding until its completion. So we we would like to find joy in the midst of trials, and whatever that comes back to us, if we are being stoned by the enemy, you pick up that rock, build on those, and make it a foundation. Right? Opportunity to grow and yield. Come on, let's. I I move with God. I can make it all through this and then until its full completion, right? Let's head on. Verse 1, joyful, joyful in the midst of trials. So in verse 2, James said, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. 
So it's not just being calm in the midst of troubles. Again, it's not denying the trials are there, that it's difficult. It's more of being joyful, knowing that God is with you, that there's a higher purpose for those situations, for those difficulties, that those difficulties may be a preparation for something big, that if you go over that, you learn something, something from there, that becomes your toolkit in the future. Think of it like this. I, I, I would always imagine myself as I have rough edges when God found me. And he is in the midst of like smoothening those rough edges. As Peter would say in 1 Peter 6, First uh, Peter chapter 1, verses 6 to 7, he said, In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that uh, the tested genuineness of your faith, right, more precious than gold. So that's how we were equated. Our faith is even more precious than gold. And how do you extract gold from the ore, from the rock? It goes through different stages of refining through the fire like or, or uh, chemical uh, reactions, right? And ultimate objective there, if you find, maybe, so tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So as Christians, that what's, that's what's separating us from how people views the trials and sufferings, right? For us, we find joy because if God is with you, who can be against you? Like you have a like bigger person at the back of you, beside you, sitting beside you, walking you with you through that journey. And this becomes like a more powerful witness for us in the future. So if we know God is with us and for us, we know that he will be in the midst of those trials as well. So let's go to number two. Oh, opportunity to grow. So in verse 3, uh, James said, For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. So steadfastness in the Greek dictionary, the other words are constancy and endurance. And it's defined as the characteristic of a man who is unswerved from his deliberate purpose and his loyalty to faith and piety by even the greatest trials and suffering. So keyword like unswerved from your purpose, from your faith, from your loyalty, right? And even the greatest trials and suffering. So we go through this even repeatedly, even over and over again, even in varying intensity, all so that we can reach that point where nothing really rattles us anymore. And it's not because we are strong, right? It's because we know that God is stronger who is with us throughout this journey. So think about this. My illustration is about uh, Stephen Curry. Uh, the box won a uh, couple of weeks. I was intending to go for Yanis, but he's a mouthful to pronounce the last name, so I'd rather go with Stephen Curry here. <laughs> so so I, I search about his... Um, uh, uh, practice techniques. So he said he focused on achieving two goals. That is building confidence and muscle memory. So here there's a, there, were, there was a, uh, a picture of him like dribbling routines. So he does this like during like uh, practice or shoot arounds. And he, we know that he's good at shooting, right? So what he does is he tries to attempt uh, a shot 
five times and then move away and then come back and then try again five times until he makes 20 shots. So imagine repeating that until making 20 and then that logic in itself, he would repeat until he makes 30, until he makes 40, until go on and 100. So, so that again, building confidence and then muscle memory. And my, my son and I were discussing, Stephen Curry actually has like a 43% shooting percentage at three points. So imagine for him to make like 100 made shots, how many attempts does he have to make? Right? I, I, Luke is here. He is a Waterloo genius, so you might as well calculate for us. <laughs> okay, so here's what he said. Uh, you have to start to be able to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. For us as Christians, we have to, be, to start being comfortable and say, God, here we go again. But I trust you, so lead me and guide me. What's the game plan now? So James even encouraged us, if you read through uh, on verse 5, he said, uh, if you, any of you lacks wisdom, uh, let him ask God, okay, who gives generously without reproach. So if we encounter such difficulties and challenge again and over and over again, let's say, like, God, here we go again. I trust you. Lead me and guide me, right? So third and last point here is yielding until its completion. So verse 4, James said, it, And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be per perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. All right. So it's like basketball. Before you even reach that point that you can really play the game and even be competitive, you have to start learning how to dribble, like take the shot, play with the team, defend with the team. Right? So now you know how, how it works. You have now to go to a competitive level, right? So it, it progresses and it goes forward until you find like you're now practicing and rehearsing different scenarios, right? That's what you would like to do. Not just learning how to dribble, but even the place itself. When in you're down 20 points and there's like three, four, five minutes left, what do you do? When there's last two seconds in the game, what kind of play would you do? And then in, in, the, in a player's mind too, it's easy when the, the, the point guard says it's play number one, in their head they know already, like what, what is he calling us to do? So that's what we are trying to go. Like well, let's do all these stages of testing and trial so that we can now, whatever we go through, we can know how to face it. We can know how to go forward. We can now know how to overcome it. And same with life, right? Same with life. To learn to believe God for healing, like Jehovah Rapha, God who heals. We have to know that God heals colds, cough, flu, right? And we know, we witness it before we can even believe God, that God can heal cancer. God can heal COVID, right? All those, like when... Sometimes it can, it can get overwhelming, but if you have gone through those different testings already and you know God has proven that He can heal, then you now, you now like extend it and you now you have more uh, like proof of God's healing power. Or to learn to believe God that He provides, Jehovah Jireh, right? You have to learn and witness that God can provide for you when you need $10 $100, 
$5,000 tuition fee, down payment for mortgage, right? So it progresses. You cannot believe God. I, I, for me, I cannot believe God for $100,000 if you cannot believe Him for $10, right? It, it, it progresses. And you go through this different faith stretching so that when you reach that point that I need a bigger faith, you're ready. God has prepared you for that moment. And, and there are different examples I'd like to share, like how to honor and obey your parents, how to teach your children. It's from one point after the other. How you respect the authority, the government. You cannot, how, how can you respect the prime minister or the Senate if it's even more difficult for you to obey the parking enforcers, the bylaw officers, right? So, or how to love our neighbors. Jesus called us, love your neighbors as you love yourself. And if, if we're just happy with saying, hi, hello, what will you do if suddenly they're encroaching in your property, right? Or they're throwing trash. I'm cleaning my, my side and then throwing it at you. So how do you deal with it? How can you show love uh, to your neighbor? So and when those difficult situations happen, like you, you can only know how to respond if you've gone through different stages in before. Right. So, and I'll, I'll try to land this plane by now. Uh, so true confession here. Um, I used to pray that if God can resurrect Lazarus, what is this blank compared to that? So that's how I was praying before. Like, so bold faith we have learned last week, right? That's how bold I was praying. Like, God... If you can resurrect the dead into life, what is this thing compared to that? Definitely you can heal this. I didn't even think about praying to God like you can heal the sick, like lame, deaf, mute, right? For me, it's like dead into life. That's debating with God. You can, you can pull me through with this. And in the past 10 years, and why am I praying that way? So uh, let me just share like quickly um, how how the 10 years went by for us and my family. So 10 years ago, our, our business folded. Um, and at that time, I eventually uh, I was laid off from my job. It was a very well-paying job during the time. And of course, you're back home in the Philippines. It's, it's insignificant enough. Um, but in the Philippines, there's no consumer proposal. There's no bankruptcy that you can like uh, leverage on. At that time, Econ was... Uh, pregnant with Gab and with Josh uh, delivered like a C-section, you're somehow guaranteed that you will be C-section too on the second uh, thing. But I don't have a job. Like if I would even have, uh, we're not sure if it will be covered uh, with the health insurance. But we prayed and that's where I prayed, God, no, if you can resurrect Lazarus, like what is the job? How difficult is it for you to find a job for me? Right? I will keep on applying then Pray that God will, will grant me. That, um, and then at that time, I also downgrade, had downgraded the car, the car that's leaking oil, water, and AC. So can you imagine a tropical country, uh, that kind of situation? Anyway, so continue praying until, while those things did not go away, I'm still driving the old car, right? And Econ is still pregnant, right? Uh, I got a job, and it was better paying than before. And it now covered the, the hospitalization of Econ's pregnancy. 
And it's just the hospital is like uh, two blocks away from us. So, and then of course, in terms of provisions, family and friends started also helping out during that time. Like I, I can imagine uh, if I would compare it, like uh, when Elijah was fed through the raven, that was like our desert during that time. In a very uh, unusual, like an unexpected time, like people just bring it. Because I know, this is I'm praying, God, you can provide. Because there's 7-Eleven downstairs and there's a grocery somewhere. All we need to do is find that provision that I can buy or if you can send someone, right? And indeed, he, he sent someone. And it's surprising, very, very, for us, it's very humbling and yet something that we could carry on as we move through our lives. So fast forward to moving to Canada. So we thought, oh, there will be more opportunities out there in Canada. Uh, jobs will be better paying. We can pay off our debts and all of those stuff. Uh, well, I didn't find a job, like a permanent job. Like it, it, I've been trying, but I landed a contractual job. And for two years, uh, I couldn't land a, like a, 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 a job that I was expecting a pay like based on, again, on my, my parameter. But God is just continuing to encourage us to hang on. Uh, we were literally adopted by, by my sister and brother-in-law uh, just to get by. Uh, but again, praying to God, God, you can provide. You have proven yourself why we were back home. How is it different when we are here in Canada? The difference is it's colder here than there. But definitely you're the same God. And then eventually, I got hired as a per permanent full-time. And I got promoted uh, within, I think, three or four times within a span of five years. And again, it, while you're in the midst of the trials and sufferings, it probably is difficult to look forward and see beyond, right? Can this really, is there really a light at the end of the tunnel? Like when you're in the midst of it. But again, trusting God. When you are holding to God, God himself, definitely God can open your eyes. He can see. You can allow you to see through the lens of God. That definitely there will be the, the future is brighter, so to speak. Now, fast forward to the pandemic. I can now testify to people, right? When I say God is our refuge and strength, he is my strong power. I can have stories to back it up. I, I am now stronger. I, it's not that I'm scared of losing the job, but I am more confident that even I, if I lose the job, God can always find another one for me. Right? God is a great provider because he has provided. In the last 10 years, he has been providing. With or without the job, we are still being fed. There's still a roof uh, above our heads. And when I say God does not leave us nor forsake us, it is true to our hearts. It is true to our family. God has never left us. Even if we imagine that God has left us to suffer, no, He wasn't. He was there the whole time watching over us. Right? So, and this is what I would like to conclude. Do not just take my word and my testimonies and my family's testimony about this. Let's look up how Jesus responded when it comes to trials and sufferings. So look up uh, Hebrews 12, verse 2. Right? And then you can 
church where it will be flashed on the screen. He said, uh, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and seated at the right hand at the throne of God. So Jesus is our perfect example of submission, yielding to the will of the Father in the midst of the trials and sufferings. And he's done that. He's yielded for what? For himself? No, it's even for our own good, for our salvation, for our direct connection now to God. And at the prayer in Gethsemane, we can learn from Jesus too, when he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Perfect example of yielding to God's purpose and directions for our lives. He will always be there. He will not leave us. He will not forsake us. He will heal us. He will provide for us. He will strengthen us when we feel weak. So let's close in prayer. Father God, we... We come before you and we humble our hearts before you. Lord, there are, there are times that uh, we go through different trials and uh, sufferings that it probably is confusing us to be more uh, attentive to these things. But Lord God, right now we invite you. Work in our hearts. Work in our minds. Lord, lead us to you instead. Lead us to your power, to your presence instead. Lord Jesus, come into our lives that we can hang on to you, knowing that you will be with us and you will be for us forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Every Nation GTA. Thanks for joining us. For more information, visit our website at everynationgta.org.